already we have passed the one week mark in Ramadan and we've only got three weeks left of this really amazing month. Have you made the most of it? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. I'm Aisha and this is episode 29. Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Inshallah, today we are just going to be talking about Ramadan and the fact that we haven't got much time left and have we really benefited from this month. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about what we should and shouldn't be doing. I've already done that in my Ramadan preparation um, talk that I've already done at the beginning of Ramadan. But I'm going to say that because we have such limited time left, we shouldn't ignore it. And indeed, if you haven't done what you wanted to do, now is the time to really start planning. Now, it could be that you're living in the UK, in which case you have got the spring holidays coming up and we've got two weeks at home with the children. Even if you're not living in the UK, you can still benefit by thinking to yourself how many days of Ramadan are left and what exactly specifically do I want to achieve in those remaining days and then what do I need to do to make that happen. So sort of reverse engineering if you like. So as I said at the beginning of Ramadan, evaluate the three targets that you had. If you didn't have three targets, make three targets now inshallah that are quite specific to you and your situation and quite doable. So for example, if you are going to read Quran at least once, have you done this? If you haven't, you have still got time left. Work out how much you need to read every day. Are you going to read the translation? There are many really good talks going on right now in terms of the Ramadan and the different Jews of the Quran. So decide if you want to listen to them every day and how you want to plan it. And if you do, when are you going to listen to them? What are you going to do after that? Are you going to teach it to your children? Are you going to discuss it with someone so that it's even more ingrained in your mind because you've taught it to someone as well? Another thing is to think about your children. If you have children, what have they done so far in Ramadan? It might be that because of their studies, they haven't really been able to do as much as they might have liked to or you might have not been able to do things as a family and now you can because you should have a little bit more time on your hands and if they're at home anyway really plan with them what you're going to do so for us exam for example we've planned a holiday club for the community children so we'll be meeting up a few times in the holidays to just do a really small informal Ramadan program which is going to include some Islamic studies activities and some normal activities like arts and crafts to make it more fun, more engaging and more accessible to those young people. And think about in your own households what you can do. Can you get together with other families and do something a bit more productive and something quite meaningful? Let's not forget that these precious days in this really precious month subhanallah you know every day is precious in which we can you know every day is really important and we can really use this time to gain maximum reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's various different forms of things that you can do so I'm not just talking about recitation although obviously that's important I'm talking about making adhkar as much as we can even when we can't do anything else and your hands are tied up and you're busy doing other things. This is one thing that we can do all the time, every time. I'm talking about doing good deeds, spreading dawah, 
being a good neighbor you know even things that you might not really have thought about that you can just generally do but they're more rewardable because it is the month of ramadan and another thing really that we can do is i know right now it's a difficult time to be living in because if you live in the uk we're going through the you know cost of living crisis everything's expensive I know lots of people are quite worried about their finances and worried about their children and worried about the children's future just generally now is the time to do dua don't underestimate the importance of dua and ramadan is one of those key times where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept your dua inshallah so think about the three golden times for making dua and those are upon us subhanallah so let's not waste this opportunity so the first one is making dua in the month of Ramadan. So we still have the remainder of this month to make the dua. The second one is at the last third of the night where we know it's really valuable time to be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever supplications you want to. And because you're fasting, you're going to be getting up at a later part of the night. Maybe you, your sleep times are different and maybe you're going to Tarawi in the masjid or reading at home. But the fact is that you'll be awake at this time when usually maybe you won't but you might be you won't be because of your timetable and it won't allow you to be so make the most of this golden opportunity to make dua and finally you're a fasting person and the dua of the fasting person is also accepted so you know at the time just before we break our fast at iftar time use those precious few moments even if it's half an hour get away from the food and make sure that's all ready and done and just sit down with your family and use that time to really make dua, really contemplate and reflect and ask Allah SWT for all those things that you're struggling with. Like I said, everybody's going through some sort of struggle. Everybody's worried and stressed about something. Everybody needs some sort of help in their life. Okay, be it financial help, be it other help. The only person you can read, the only thing you can do in these situations is ask Allah Subhanahu to help you. And now that we're within that golden window of asking, are we really maximizing this time? Memorize some new du'as if you don't know any du'as, or even use a du'a book if you're not familiar with Arabic or if it's not your first language, or even if you're new to Islam, for example. So just use this opportunity to engage yourself in prayers. This is something else that really we should be doing and we should be maximizing, inshallah. I also want to mention to take care of yourself. Obviously, we are fasting. Fasting is challenging. You're abstaining from food and drink. In our workshop, we had a doctor come in and talk about some of the things that we can do to minimize um, you know, any health issues if it is. Um, difficult for you think about how much fluid intake you're taking and how much you should be taking and also encourage your children to do a proper suhoor in the morning sometimes we're quite good at iftar time we consume a lot of food but we don't consume the right amount of food and the right types of food in the morning when we're doing our suhoor because you're tired and you're half asleep or you've woken up late so think from beforehand think of from the night before what you want to be eating and make sure that you've obviously got those foods available in your house otherwise go out and you know get them and make sure they're quite nutritious another really important thing you should be doing is practicing patience okay fasting tests our patience anyway but on top of abstaining from food and drink and engaging in ibadah it might be that when your children do something or you come across something in your life which is a little bit stressful because you're fasting you tend to be quite reactive and upset because you're already a little bit drained this is the perfect 
opportunity to restrain yourself, practice patience, leave what's going on, take a step back, just say, just say Anasaima, I'm fasting, don't engage in anything that's going to further aggravate the situation. If it's your children, step into another room or just remind yourself that fasting is one of those things that the reward is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we don't even know what the amount of the reward is because it can be infinitely whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to give us subhanallah so just remind yourself this and really try and exercise your patience during this time and just try and control your anger and any other emotions you might be feeling during this time another thing that I want to mention is obviously it's a really good time to give charity there's already a podcast been done on the different types of sadaqa. One of them is um, to give and to give generously for projects and things that you feel are going to be beneficial. So think about what kind of charity you can do this time. So I've already talked about in another podcast about how there's different types of charity that you can be doing, not just financial charity, even smiling is a charity. But just think about all the different charitable things that you can be doing and this can even be a project that you do with your children think of all the different types of charities that exist islamically and when and how and where you're going to be doing those types of charity acts and engaging in them so that again you can gain maximum reward inshallah and finally remember that ramadan is a time where you can really spiritually grow grow your connection to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Okay, it might be that you have you don't really do this or you don't do this enough or you don't do it to a level that you want to do it. Well, now is your opportunity when you know it's these golden days left in this special month, inshallah. The month of Rahmah, the month of forgiveness, the month of mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you can really sit down and think about what is it that I want from this month? What is it that I need to do to get these things? What, how long have I got? When am I going to engage in these different acts of ibadah and worship, inshallah? And if you plan, you can be successful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept everyone's ibadahs and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our many shortcomings, inshallah. I hope these tips were useful. See you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.